Welcome to the 10th in my series of Your Guilty Now What. This, this is directed at white-collar defendants, and it's, sent, it's sentencing options for those federally indicted. What do you do first? If you're listening to this, either you or a loved one has been or is facing a federal indictment. We can all agree that this is a scary, life-altering event. Whether or not you are guilty at this time does not matter. What does matter is that you follow the following steps. Why? Briefly because I've been where you are right now. I had a white collar conviction approximately 20 years ago with my medical license though being reinstated. Then approximately seven years ago, I've transitioned slowly away from patient care in order to share my experiences with you. While it's obvious, you need to get a white collar attorney. Strategy wise, 98% of federal cases plea, but you need to find an attorney that's someone you can trust. Fancy offices do not equate with quality services. So part of your search has got to be with finding someone who can decide with you, are you going to go to trial or are you going to plea? because trial attorneys and an attorney that you're going to plea with are two different skills. An attorney that you're going to plea with is someone who's going to specialize in helping mitigate or minimize your sentence. And then if prison is inevitable, they're going to help you advocate for a placement request, etc. Trial, on the other hand, is, is, another, is another skill, and this will determine on what your attorney feels along with you is the strength of your case. At the same time, the U.S. attorney is going to try and emphasize with you that if you lose, they're going to insist on more jail time. But if you and your attorney believe that you have a strong case and you are confident, then my recommendation is to stay, stay strong. Trial can have several outcomes that I'm aware of. If you win, you're proved innocent and you go home. If, on the other hand, you're found guilty, then you are scheduled to appear before the sentencing hearing. This is though preceded by what's called a pre-sentence interview, which is scheduled by the probation officer, which is a representative of the court. After they do the interview, they proceed to draft the official pre-sentence report. So they have the pre-sentence interview and then they draft the pre-sentence report. This pre-sentence report will control your life. So it's a critical stage in what you do. The plea, if you choose this direction, starts right off the bat with the pre-sentence report. Again, the probation officer will schedule to do the pre-sentence interview and then draft the official pre-sentence report. I don't side with attorneys that believe that the court officer, probation officer comes in, does the pre-sentence interview, then does the report, which, which, where at which time the legal team comes in and makes their adjustments. In speaking with attorneys and reading what attorneys have had published, I believe that 
in being proactive. I've done that in my medical practice. I've done that pretty much my entire life. And in putting together the information required for the pre-sentence report, a lot of probation officers, my understanding is that there are some that actually appreciate that because it gives them a little bit less work to do. But more important, it gets the message of for you and your legal team in front of the on the record in front of the court. So why is being proactive with your pre-sentence report best? Initially, probation officers are busy and some may appreciate having this done for them. Second, the legal team and you gets, it gives you one more opportunity to get your message initially up front and in the record. The report, this is where it becomes critical. The judge uses it to determine how long you're going to, are you going to go to jail? If so, for how long? The Federal Bureau of Prisons is going to use it to determine where you're going to go to jail, be where you're going to be designated to. Probation officers are going to use it after you get released. So essentially, it's not official, but they're going to, before you get released, they're going to use it as the profile, you to get an idea as to who you are. Lastly, it remains on your record forever. So essentially, inmates refer to it as the inmate's Bible, or because it, it is the gift that keeps on giving. My next YouTube video, will show you what you need to do to help your attorney and put together to help them prepare your pre-sentence report. Should you have any questions, feel free to share this with those in need. I'm easy for you to reach. There's my email, my phone number. You can Google search by typing those words in or just put it into my website information. I've been published in The Federal Lawyer. The article, ironically or not, is on the critical role of the, role of the pre-sentence report. I hope this, you found this helpful and I look forward to speaking with you on future US, all future YouTube videos. I hope you had a safe day.